Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Kansas legislature overrides the governor to protect infants born alive. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, this is a great example. You've got a House and a Senate who both see the priority of protecting babies who are born alive after an abortion, but yet you have this radical pro-abortion governor. Yeah, it's amazing. The Kansas uh, legislature, the House and Senate, passed this Born Alive Infants Protection Act, and then Governor Laura Kelly, the Democrat pro-abortion, pro-LGBTQ governor, vetoed it. Well, the Kansas legislature came back, and they overrode the governor's veto. The governor's (laughs) veto was overridden in the House by a vote of 87 to 37. Awesome. And in the Senate by a margin of 31 to 9, uh, surpassing the two-thirds majority needed. The Born Alive law now goes into effect on July the 1st of this year. I wouldn't think that would happen too often, would it? Would they over have to override the governor? You know, it's not a usual situation. You have to have, as in this case, you know, two-thirds majority to override the governor, and that's why it's so difficult. You could have, yeah. you know, a majority... A House and Senate say that's Republican in this case, but you need to have enough people, Republicans, Democrats, whoever, I don't know uh, what the actual vote distribution was, but you obviously had this uh, single individual who could have torpedoed this law despite uh, a large number of people in both the House and Senate that voted in favor of it. But that didn't happen because there's so many people in both the House and the Senate, over two-thirds, that they actually voted to override that veto. Now that is going into law. This is great um, Mm -hmm. for Kansas. Uh, The bill's language is nearly identical to the Born Alive Survivors Protection Act that has passed in the U.S. House of Representatives on July 11, 2023, and now awaits a vote in the U.S. Senate, but the Democratic leadership in the United States Senate is holding that and not allowing it to come up for vote. The Kansas law requires, quote, any health care provider present at the time the child is born alive to, number one, exercise the same care uh, or degree of professional skill, care, and diligence to preserve the life and health of the child as a reasonably diligent and conscientious health care provider would render to any other child born alive at the same gestational age. And number two, ensure that the child born alive is immediately transported to a hospital. You know, this law also makes it a felony to fail to provide reasonable care for such a newborn in the state. It also makes provisions for the newborn's parents and the parents or guardians of minors to sue the medical providers involved for any violations of this law. You know, this is this is amazing. This is what needs to happen because just because somebody starts a process of abortion and the child is born alive, they should have the same care of any other child. Yeah, and in addition, the law introduces and requires annual reporting requirements for medical care facilities to report uh, to the state 
on the number of infants born alive subsequent to an abortion. You know, these people, Matt, are not hypothetical. I mean, we've talked to Melissa Oden, for example. She survived a saline abortion, where even her own grandmother was a nurse who wanted to see her aborted. That, that's a horrific story, but God has used her story to help so many other abortion survivors. There's many of them out there. You know, it's unfortunate. We've talked before about the uh, disrespect that has happened as a result of COVID with respect to some of the medical opinions and mm -hmm. organizations. Here's one of the reasons why they're losing respect among the populace. This is the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. They claim that the idea of newborn neglect is not something that really exists in modern medicine mm -hmm. and is a fabricated political concept. No, no, really? No. <laughs> well, talk to these uh, yeah. people like Melissa Oden and others. Gianna Jessen. Who were Claire born alive Colwell. and they were left we to die. We can give you a list of people. And in fact, the Centers for Disease Control reports that at least 143 babies were born alive after an attempted abortion between 2003 and 2014. Well, that's 2014, so I'm sure there's many more. And that's then. a number derived from only eight states right, that reported the information. The other states don't report. Yeah, Melissa actually has the Abortion Survivors Network, where she contacts a lot of these people and networks them together. There are hundreds of them. There's a lot of them. And of course, a lot of these, uh, like we we know with some of these trials, um, you know, where these doctors have aborted a baby and they snip their spinal columns mm -hmm. or they break their necks or they smother them or they just let them suffocate and die when that abortion does not actually result in killing the baby. They're aborted and they're alive. Right. And like we have on our website, we have an example of a baby that was born alive in the abortion uh, facility in Orlando, did nothing to help that baby survive, and that baby died. The baby was absolutely healthy. Uh, they gave the mother the medicine to uh, induce delivery. They did not give her any medicine to kill the baby, and she birthed a live human baby uh, that's around 22 weeks or so gestation. And you saw that baby. I saw that baby. I saw the baby in the morgue uh, because he was born alive. Nothing wrong with the baby. And that poor mother was desperate. She was crying for help. It's on a 911 recorded call of her friend calling. Mm -hmm. And the abortion clinic in Orlando, uh, when the emergency workers arrived, uh, they basically waved them off, said, no worries, no problem, we got it under control, just somebody who's hysterical, and uh, they shut off their lights and they took off, they didn't even come in to check, and this baby now is dying with no help, no assistance. If this law had been into effect, I can tell you that the mother would sue these um, abortion mm, doctors absolutely. in that facility, and I would also say that uh, that action would be a crime in Florida if we had back then this kind of a law now. Absolutely. We have to protect these children. These are innocent children, and, and they all deserve to live. But for the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists to claim that this is fabricated political concept is absurd, right. and it shows how out of touch they are with reality, how ideologically driven they are, and how disconnected from real patient care and from science and medicine that some of these organizations have gone to and they've drifted away from. Uh, so, you know, that's why 
so many people today just like look at some of these organizations, associations, and they say, you know what, you don't have, just because you have a medical degree or you have this American College of Obstetrician Gynecologist name for your association, doesn't mean that you're actually speaking scientific truth. In fact, right. how can they justify that even with the CDC's own data, which shows that this actually happens and it's only registering from eight states where most of these states you know, just simply don't register and report. One of the nice things about this particular law is that it provides not only penalties for the violator, but it allows the, the um, patients to actually bring a civil lawsuit mm -hmm. against the facility. And it's not just abortion clinics. As we know, for example, like Christ Hospital with um, Jill Stanick, remember that, up in Chicago. Uh, that particular facility, and that's a... It's got the name Christ in it, but it's very little to do with Christ. It's a very liberal organization uh, that is very much on the forefront of pushing abortion. And they were aborting babies born alive. And in fact, Jill Stanick is the one who ultimately testified in the um, state legislature and eventually in the United States legislature about what she saw mm. and about what the nurses experienced where they had to make a comfort room where they would just rock these babies that were aborted in the hospital, left to die with no care, and they were told not to care for these babies. I mean, you think about Melissa. They, that's what they did with her. They put her on a table and kind of pushed her away to die. But if it hadn't been for the compassion of one nurse, yeah. she wouldn't be here today. She wouldn't be here. And there's so many others like that as well. So uh, congratulations to the Kansas mm -hmm. legislature for overriding the governor's veto and protecting uh, innocent children with a very strong piece of legislation. More states, frankly, all states need to pass this legislation. This is really not a political issue. It's unfortunately that the, the parties, particularly one party, has become so engulfed with abortion uh, that you know, it's hard to find anybody there that was pro-life anymore. It's that a life can, issue, not a political issue. It's a life issue. issue. It's really not a political. It shouldn't be a partisan no, issue. It is a all. life issue. This is the fundamental right of all rights. Without the right to life, all other rights, all other freedoms are simply illusory. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.